0: We know that burning fossil fuels is a major contributor to climate change. However, these materials continue to be our major sources of energy and they dominate the global energy system. Scientists and experts have stressed on the need to reduce the use of fossil fuels to meet the Paris Climate Accord obligations. Now, a new study actually quantifies the amount of fossil fuels we should leave untouched. What does the study say and is it feasible to do so? Hello and welcome to BL Podcasts, I am Nivedita Varadarajan and this is News Explained. A new study in the Nature Journal has assessed the amount of fossil fuel that need to be left in the ground, both regionally and globally, to allow for a 50% probability of limiting warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius. The authors of the study state that by 2050, the authors of the study state that by 2050, Nearly 60% of the oil and fossil methane gas and 90% of the coal must remain unextracted to keep within the 1.5 degree celsius carbon budget. They also say that the oil and gas production must decline globally by 3% each year until 2050. They say that most nations must ensure that their oil and gas production reaches a peak now or sometime in the next decade. Keeping the base as the 2018 reserve, they say that 58% of oil, 59% of fossil methane gas and 89% of coal should not be extracted in 2050. This means that a very high share of reserves considered economic today would not be extracted to meet a global 1.5 degree Celsius target. In short, what they are saying is that fossil fuel production should be cut. If the production increases in one region, an other part of the world would have to cut its production to offset this increase. What the authors are essentially saying is that some nations that are sitting on vast resources of oil, gas and coal would have to voluntarily stop production for the sake of our planet. They take a look at each region across the world to see what reserves they have and analyze the number of resources that must remain untouched. According to them, the US and Russia must keep 97% of their coal reserves in the ground. Australia would have to keep 95% of its reserves underground. West Asian nations must not extract around two-thirds of their oil reserves. Canada can neither use the fossil fuel buried under the Arctic or use most of its tar sand oil. The authors also suggest that the demand for oil-related products like plastics for example must be reduced by 2050 and this would help in production cuts. They also list policy actions like banning petrol cars, promoting renewable energy for electricity generation and placing restrictions on licenses for new extractions to cut the consumption of fossil fuels. One point of concern is that many oil-producing nations depend on the oil to keep their economy running. This would mean that most of these nations would have to find other means to keep their economic engines running if they cut production. The authors of the study recognize this fact and urge nations like Iraq and Angola to diversify their economies and do it fast. They suggest that other nations provide financial and technological assistance to develop low-carbon industries and reduce the dependence on fossil fuels. The study also notes that nations like India and China will continue to use coal for the next 30 years but the consumption will decrease after that. The study talks about the need to cut production and to use fossil fuels less in order to limit the extent of climate change. But there is one problem here. Most nations with vast resources would not be willing to cut productions at all, let alone cut production to the extent suggested by the study. Australia, for example, will keep exporting coal beyond 2030. There is no political consensus in the US to cut emissions or to shift to renewable resources, even though the government of the day has promised to take climate change seriously. Most developed nations are not willing to fund schemes that will help developing nations switch over to low carbon sources of energy. They are also unwilling to transfer the needed technology. The developed nations will ask the developing nations to cut their use and production of fossil fuels, while the developing nations will ask the developed nations to bear most of these cuts, as they were the ones who benefited from these fuels the most. In the end, the stalemate will probably continue. Thank you for listening to News Explained. Please be sure to listen to The Context, which is our latest podcast series. In the latest episode, we take a look at the SEBI's move to usher in a T plus 1 settlement cycle. Until the next time, this is Nivedita, signing off.